and from now on you can do it. Așa. Bine ați venit la MCN Podcast. Asta o zic în română. Și vă invit nu să mă ascultați cum vorbesc singur, ci de data asta primul podcast de pe anul ăsta cu invitați. Uh, and from now on I'm gonna speak in English only. Sure. My, my very good English because I have some uh, English and Scottish guests and uh, Romanian that speaks English. It's my, it's my way of hiding my Moldavian accent. Oh yes. <laughs> yes it is. So we have uh, Leo Kears. Hello. Is it uh, okay Kears? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay, Tom Taylor. Hello. Hello. And uh, Radu Isak. Radu. More Romanian than <laughs> than ever. Radu Isak, Radu Ioanisak. Ioanisak? Da, 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 nu-mi mijloce eu. N-am spus nicăieri până acum. So he has a middle name that's uh, Ioan. And uh, right. that's a saint name. And for him that doesn't apply actually. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm I'm, I'm not agreeing with uh, Catedrala Mântuirii Neamului. No. We, we're going to no. speak about it, but uh, <laughs> so uh, these guys uh, came to Romania to have a stand-up show at the Full uh, tonight. Uh, when you're seeing this podcast, uh, it would be too late. Yeah, it's, it was wonderful. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you <laughs> already. Okay. Um, So Leo, you're from uh, Scotland? Yeah, I'm from Scotland. Yeah, I've seen uh, How to Train Your Dragon, so I know I know. Oh, right. Is there a Scottish guy in it? A yeah. Scottish dragon? Yes. Uh, no, not uh, the Scottish dragon. It was the father of the boy that uh, wanted to train the dragon. Right. Was Scottish. Right, yeah. Because it was played by uh, uh, Gerald Butler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. The guy from uh, 300. 300. 300. Exactly. Yeah, when he had a six-pack. The, the guy from Madalina Gena. That's like a, a Romanian from reference. The ex guy from <laughs> Madalina Gena. One from the guy. One of the guys from Madalina Gena. Asha, one of the guys yeah. from Madalina Gena. And uh, I've also seen uh, Braveheart. Uh, did Mel Gibson Great did a good film. job? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There was a, I went to university in Stirling where loads of these battles were fought and where they had the premiere of Braveheart. And they actually, uh, the people who made Braveheart, well, I guess Mel Gibson paid for the statue. To be put up in the in the car park of the Wallace Monument, this this um, monument to William Wallace, who's the guy in Braveheart, yeah. and uh, the statue just looked like Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, because so then these Scottish guys came and tore it down because they were like, "He's not Mel Gibson. He's a real Scottish guy. <laughs> It's William Wallace." <laughs> yeah, because uh, he had the money. Yeah. But apparently, uh, they had they, they had a sword sword at the monument, and apparently he was like seven foot eight or something in real life. He's like this insane monster of a guy. Uh, do you know how to translate seven feet in meters? Um, it's like two and a half. Two and a half meters? Or two and, a, two and 20 or two and 10. Ah, it's okay. It's a normal guy from the Moldova area <laughs> of Romania. We have strong lads there. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so this is my input about the, the Scottish people. This is only the, the only okay. things that I know. Uh, And we also had uh, when I was a student at the University of um, Acting and uh, Directing in Bucharest. <laughs> It sounds so important in English. In Romania, is yeah okay. Uh, we had some uh, exchange students from uh, Scotland, and I've heard the the actual Scottish um, uh, how do you say the actual Scottish language. 
because this is uh, this is not the actual uh, actual Scottish language. Yeah, there's an actual language in Scotland, like Gaelic, it's called, yeah. and nobody speaks it apart from like people who live on islands and have sexual intercourse with their close family and just you know real sort of nationalists. Um, so it's it's sort of dying out now. Is Gaelic the same language they speak in Ireland? Pretty like, much, yeah, pretty okay. much. In fact, I bet every, everybody who lives on little, little islands, everywhere, the, the Sentinelese Islanders in Papua New Guinea and stuff, I bet they all speak it as well. Okay. It's just the universal language of people who uh, That's a, a all, bit, all sleep in a hut with their family. That's a bit descendants of the Vikings? Vikings? Yeah, it's like a Celtic thing, so yep. like north of France, Cornwall, Wales, um, I mean, I'm making this up. Okay. I, I might be, <laughs> might be wrong, that, but yeah. I think it is. You're I think it is. It. Celtic, isn't it? And Tom Taylor, are you from... I speak England. Uh, England? Yeah. <laughs> English. England? You yeah, speak I speak England. all of it. I speak for the whole country. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk to you in the first place about uh, some uh, universal humor. Do you have some universal humor in your jokes? Some uh, uh, jokes that uh, wherever you go, they work? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you've got to, because, I mean, there's so many... The culture's become so stratified. Nobody's, like, watching the same... When I was growing up in the, the 80s and 90s, there was only, like, four TV channels. So everybody watched the TV shows. Everybody got all the common references. Now nobody reads the newspapers. Everybody's, like, you know, watching their own individual stuff on the internet. It's, you know, everything's spread so so wide. So there's, there's, there's some things that are, you know, that everybody experiences, like going for a shit having sex, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> trying to use the internet. Um, so you can write about that, but like other stuff um, that might be too niche, like if you're talking about, even if you're talking about something like Brexit that, you know, everybody should know about, some people, you know, switch off or don't, you know, aren't aware of, it, you know, aren't aware of the sort of intricacies of it, so don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, the the the, the criteria of the joke uh, is different because uh, we don't know all the information. Yeah. But you had that joke uh, about not having enough of dick. I've seen <laughs> it again, you too. Yeah. That's uh, referential for everybody because uh, we have some colleagues in Romania that had almost the same joke. You yeah. had it. Oh uh, really? I th right. I I had a small dick joke. Yeah, I had. I, I don't think I had anything the one close with, to that. With the knee and when she sucks your dick. Yeah. You remember it? That she has to take all the balls and maybe oh, half yeah. a leg and. To <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So the joke. My joke is like if uh, if somebody sucks my dick and she go, she does like uh, deep throating, uh, that doesn't make me uh, more excited. It just makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <and> so <laughs> exactly the same uh, procedure. Yeah. The, the not having enough of a dick for yeah. the lady. Yeah. Universal. Have yeah. you ever? Uh, had I have a song I about it. I haven't talked about that. No. no? Uh, I've got a bit about not liking the Nazis. That's universal, isn't it? Yes, it whoa, is. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> But not in Romania. Yeah. Oh, Radu assured me that that bit would fly here. Um, got Netflix bit. Okay. So this is Nisha, but also, you know, you've got Netflix in yeah, the club. Have, you, yeah, you were saying. Yeah. So that should fly as well. Yeah. Netflix uh, Nazis. Can you done. say, the, ah, it's a Netflix Nazi joke? Uh, no, or but it, it separate. Could be. It's, uh, I will, I'll just do them back to back, but they're two different bits. <laughs> oh, okay. With the, the, no, not the keyboard. No, but. that's just talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have, uh, so you have shows with the keyboard and the Yeah, shows I got the keyboard for this one yeah. as well. Uh, so it might be about half and half that they'll do sort of silly songs and then uh, talk about the Nazis for the other half. 
I think it's a wonderful, <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful mix, act, isn't it? Yeah, it's essentially cabaret. Uh, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, uh, I talk about the revolution in the UK recently. The the revolution we had like 1989 revolutions. Uh-huh. that felt like are a universal thing. Oh every, yeah, every the, country has a revolution. Yeah, and you're a bit about um, Ceausescu and yeah. his wife. I mean, it really finds the sort of um, the sort of humanity, you know, the the stuff that anybody could relate to, even if they don't know, you know, what Ceausescu did or who he is and stuff like that. I think anybody could could laugh at that. Yeah, yeah everybody kind of thinks about a dictator at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to Great Britain to do some stand up, and you actually uh, did that. You know, you took some Romanian jokes yeah. and uh, translated them and uh, adapted them to the the actual place you're in. Yeah, I for the I, I kind of learned quite quickly that it's just translating jokes is, is, is as hard as it is to write new jokes yeah. so, I'm, uh, kinda so now you're writing new jokes yeah now I'm just writing new jokes but does it have uh, the, the new material has uh, any um, connection with Romania or the fact you're a Romanian yeah I kind of have to reference it all the time because I have like a strong accent so I have to the accent is key I, I can't talk about sex as much because people don't trust Eastern Europeans to have sex <laughs> <laughs> why because we reproduce ourselves Oh yeah, but they uh, they kind of assume we're all sexist. So if I talk about sex, it just assume, it just feels ah. like I'm hurting a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever did it directly, uh, staring in uh, the eyes of an audience member and talking uh, about sexism? Uh, I try to, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily work. So I, I just I just smooth things out with uh, the dictator talk. Uh, <laughs> but do you? Uh, what do you think about uh, Radu's routine? Yeah, have you seen it? It's great, yeah. And we, I, I run a show um, in Edinburgh um, at the Edinburgh Festival called Hate and Live. We're, yeah. we're touring it around the world now to Australia and stuff. And it, so it's improvised. Basically, the audience writes down what they hate and it goes into a bucket and then we pull it out of the bucket and the comedian has, has to say why they hate the thing on the bit of paper, no matter what it is. On the spot? or well, On the it... spot, yeah. You don't have time to think about it. And Radu's great at that. Um, I mean, I think his, his uh, Romanian-ness... Uh, his accent and stuff adds to the comic persona is a really different um, you know he's, he's got a really surreal mind as well so he, he takes it places that you know especially if you got more sort of aggressive or sort of route one straight down the line comedians like Radu uh, takes it in a more um, surreal and interesting place I and love the, doing it it's, it's always at the end of the of the day in Edinburgh so all the hate you gather up during the day <laughs> just and you take advantage of, of the hate <laughs> yeah. uh, I've done shows with Radu uh, especially in the north of England where people are convinced he's a character act <laughs> yeah. you must get that oh yeah a lot I get that in more liberal places. I get like oh, in Brighton. Liberal. Yeah, in Brighton, people that oh, really? they just this, thought this I'm making offensive. fun of Romanians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually a British guy that uh, disguised himself in a Romanian. And I kind of take it as an insult. I honestly do because they 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 come at me after the show and they kind of go, "You're not really Romanian. Come on, <laughs> come on. Romanian uh, people that, don't speak English. Get that Great Britain accent, 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 Bronson." I know what I mean. They're way dumber than that. No, you can't be. <laughs> That's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, but about uh, being aggressive in uh, stand-up, Leo, I want to talk to you about yeah. this. Uh, do you think that uh, being angry in, in a stand-up routine is the key for being funny? Because um, you, you, have, uh, you have a Bill Burrish uh, comic act. Uh, you're being angry at stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you've got to be authentic to whatever 
you feel, you know what I mean? And that's just how, how I feel. But other comedians do really well, doing really sort of, you know, low-key, uh, surreal, um, you know, stuff like that. But I, I, I can't do that. Um, but, I mean, I think the the sort of... The, the, the way comedy is in the UK at the moment, they want people who are a bit more whimsical, um, you know, light-hearted, you know, talking about, um, you know, not getting too deep into stuff, not getting too angry. Maybe maybe that'll change, because I know the big comedians that come out of the States, like Chris Rock, like Bill Burr, they're very sort of angry, very powerful yeah. alpha presences on stage. Not this sort of, you know, oh, pre-drinks, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and do you think that uh, this applies to everybody? Like, everybody should be, not all the routine, but... Mm, one minute or two minutes of the routine should be angry at something personal like you said i think if it yeah if you feel angry about some i mean anger is always a is a good way of getting people's attention if you know what i mean and delivering something with a bit of passion um and yeah if it, if it suits you i think you just got to be sort of um true to what you what you what you believe and what yeah Because if you pretend to be angry if you pretend to be worked up it's like when you see somebody swearing who can't really swear It yeah, just yeah. sounds weird, you know what I mean? Yeah, the dick is not is not actually there. Do you think uh, that's true? I think that um, audiences like when they know that you're being fake angry, because they don't like it if you do get yeah. angry. Right. If they sense there's the there's a perceptible change where they go, oh, he's he's angry now, yeah. and we don't like that. That's more of a threat as right. opposed to or to, to name check a, like how Cruttenden's sort of ranty sort of lovable ranty I yeah. don't know what do you think about that yeah no that's that's a good point because I mean I guess the um, in, in my bits I'm getting frustrated um, but I'm not like directing my anger outwards at a person or a community or anything I'm directing it at like uh, myself or like um, you know buying a train ticket or something like that But yeah, yeah you, I know the bit with the, you yeah. see comedians from the from the seventies who did like you know authentically sort of racist stuff, and uh, you know even like Roy Chubby Brown. I was watching one of his DVDs, and he's like killing it, killing it, killing it, doing great. And then he gets to his bit where he like gets gets angry, gets racist, and like the whole even his his crowd like you can just feel the room change and everybody switches off, and it gets like way too serious. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? If either you can be funny or you can tell a truth. In yeah. your show, that 40 minute mark. <laughs> yeah. That's what the crowd come for. Because I've seen your. Uh, uh, 40 minute mark. No, your. Uh, about Leo. The one, uh, the bit with the the fat people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't got angry because I was a lot fatter than this <laughs> at some point. And I don't have uh, pudgy little fingers, you know. But my question is, uh, what was the joke exactly? Because I saw only the the material after the, uh, the activists. And what did... What triggered the That the was... Activists? Oh, so it was in Leicester. Uh, I think it was... Not last February, but the February before. So I was doing my show, my first uh, sort of, you know, right-wingish show called I Can Make You Tory. And people just came to get this, a group of students, there's about six, seven of them came specifically to get offended and, you know, made a big show of like walking out. They weren't specifically um, angry about the me making fun of fat people. They were angry about me making fun of left-wing people, uh, you know, women, all this sort of stuff. Um, but really they, they knew they weren't going to like it and they came to make a show of walking out and I spoke to them afterwards and I wish I'd recorded it it was, it was mental like when they you know they 
they said, you know, I was just coming from a place of white privilege. I mean, they've obviously never been to Scotland, but um, all all this stuff they were coming up with was. Uh, I mean, I think comedy. There, there shouldn't be any any targets that you you're not allowed to to take on. Then the thing is, if you're actually being like saying something that's wrong or offensive or cruel, people aren't going to laugh because it's. It's you know it's like a jury. It's like your your own peers. It's like a jury of twelve men. That's why you have a jury system. It's because it's pe- people from society, you know, judging you. That's what that's what an audience is. If they find it offensive and stuff, they're not going to laugh. But if you can push it over the line, like you know, I try with a fat activist, but like I try and you know toy with that line and get them laughing. At, yeah, <laughs> at fat yeah. people. I do. Yeah, sorry. I do remember when we did Hate on Live this uh, this summer at one point, two fat girls, that tends to be like an offensive uh, show, two fat girls got up and it seems like they left and then like yeah. Darius started fat shaming them <laughs> out, uh, as they are leaving. So just like, he was just for two minutes just hating on them for being fat and for not leaving when they should have and for ruining the show and, and being too soft and everything. Time time to, to live. And no, in reality, they just went to the bar oh, <laughs> and then bought two drinks and came back. That's <laughs> 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 just the most awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And they came back and said what? And they just sat down. <laughs> <laughs> Being fat. Uh, and they were kind of, oh, so we were all wrong. <laughs> It's like that moment when uh, on uh, on your show you said that we have two pregnant women in front row. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, one of my shows in the front row it was one table with uh, obvious uh, pregnant woman and another table with I fought uh, also another uh, pregnant woman <laughs> and I said uh, I don't know what uh, what was I saying in, uh, in my jokes there but uh, then I said then we have in the front row uh, two pregnant women Uh, and I talked to the first one and she was very nice and yeah I'm in the sixth month or something like that and the other one was looking at me with uh, those eyes that please please don't talk about me right now. please don't please God I'm not the, I'm not the other one right and she was the, she was the other one just fat just fat yeah and she got I'm a little bit mad <laughs> did your protesters uh, buy a ticket for your show? They did, yeah, and they demanded oh, yeah. a refund afterwards. Oh, really? Which, uh, they, they had to speak to me to get it okayed, and I did think about not uh, not allowing it. Um, you, you did? Because that would have been, that was, that was like, what, was five pound each? So that's like 35 pound or something. I, I could know. have spent it's that. enough to buy a house in Scotland. Could have spent that on <laughs> stuff. Well, that's, that's yeah. racist. Yes, it's a little bit. That's racist. Accurate, accurate, I but did racist. A, I did a show um, in a little sort of village hall, and... Um, So it was booked by a committee um, that booked the entertainment for the village hall, uh, and they're all sort of 80 plus in age. And uh, like four people on the committee really didn't agree with comedy coming to the village, and so they <laughs> sat in the front row with their backs to the stage, and, oh. then, uh, and then left oh in the interval. Uh, they'd still bought a ticket to support the village, <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. Phenomenal. That's hilarious. I don't know yeah. if I like them or not right now because they bought a ticket to support the village. Yeah. They came to the show. And came to the show, but also, yeah, I, uh, we're going to do the same thing. I know uh, Romanians are uh, on the parade on the 1st of December, the the birth of, uh, the no, the birthday of Romania. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we had some problem with uh, the police forces 
with the revolution, the new revolution, <laughs> we're gonna stay with uh, our back uh, when they're gonna pass with the parade. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we're but gonna be there to support our country. So we, <laughs> but not. We have some okay. sort of like a like a military regiment that just just uh, their job is to just. Uh, So they're not policemen, they're almost military, but their job is to just kind of control football matches. And if there's ever protests, uh, they need to beat everybody up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's uh, the job is beating people up. It's pointless after you got beat up by uh, the, them to stay right now, to stay with uh, your back at them, you know? It's okay. like, ah, don't hit me again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you stay with their back right there in the crowd... Nobody's gonna tell you if they're coming. I guess it attracts a certain kind of workforce, does it? It, it kind of does, yeah. It's the same as like people who work security. Essentially, yeah. if it's yeah, more or less. Maybe if it's L- less, less. If their job is policing football hooligans, it's just football hooligans, but yeah. it's slightly smarter uniform. State sponsored. Yeah, that'd State be a sponsored, great yeah. job. Like, I wish I could go back to the sixties and like beat up hippies. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there's no risk of like getting any. They're not gonna be able to beat you up back. Well, their long hair and flowers. Yeah, it's same here in Romania. Because uh, in the first day, uh, some people got uh, bit up uh, in in the center of the city. And the next day, the maybe the same people went up uh, to them with flowers. Really? Oh. Yeah, for peace. Right. Mm. Did they get beat up again? No, because right. that's not the flowers, flowers. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Daffodils. I've got hay da- fever. <laughs> Uh, okay. So the, the, it's also like weird on the internet now. The the whole the gendarmerie, the, the, that's what they're called. They're kind of trolling the population back. And sort of they're kind of saying, if you turn your backs to us, you're not real people. They're kind of insulting right. the population on on social media. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, they're, they're almost provoking. Each other. Right. <laughs> it's taken any time, isn't it? Yeah. It's so what's this? What are the demonstrations about? Uh, the demonstration is about uh, the lead party in the the government that is full of ex-communists uh, and uh, we don't like them very much but the older people voted for them and not only the the, the, old, the old people also the, the people that are kind of brainwashed right the um, idiots Yeah, kind, kind of idiots. Um, I'm saying that in English because in Romanian I cannot... So how does that translate? Women de treabă. So it's people that w- w- wouldn't speak English so we can insult them as much as we oh, want. They, they will never hear it. But they are the core listenership for the podcast. Uh, no. 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 I think they are the core uh, uh, just TV watchers. They, they, I, I, yeah. A lot of them don't use the internet. <laughs> yeah, the people that uh, didn't accept, uh, accept the new, you know, when the internet came, they were like, no, I'm gonna still. I have oh. my remote and. Yeah, well, Radu yeah, and yeah. I saw a guy selling remotes in the street. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a bag of like, Just had a carpet and remotes. No TVs. <laughs> Maybe how would universal you know? How would you know it's gonna work with your TV? I don't know, but they seem to be like new remotes. They had they had like baggies on top of them, the the cool. plastic, or maybe from old people because they <laughs> they put their uh, remotes in pe- plastic bags. Shift. My my idea is if you can't uh, afford a new TV, just get a new remote. It feels like you're watching a new yeah, TV. Yeah. Exactly. My mate used to have this uh, Betamax video recorder, 
Um, and it had the, the remote was on a wire. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's connected by a wire. And then the dog had come running through and like whipped the remote away. You should just sell it as Adam Sandler merch, right? And just hope that this one's magic. It's quite a niche reference. No, it's not. I saw that it's the film. biggest. Oh, it's dreadful, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very bad film, yeah. Ah, the one with the remote. Yeah, uh, yeah. He fast forwards his the, life. Ah, the, the yeah. future, yeah. Did yeah. anyone watch his stand up special? Yeah, I no, watched I it. I heard it's good. Uh, it's good. Fresh, right? The 100% yeah, yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah, Very good. I liked it. And it's uh, your domain. Yeah, right the there. silly. I didn't think there would be so many. I didn't think there would be so much music. Yeah. I think the songs were the, the best sort of bit of that. And the just best to song. Punctuate it. Yeah, the best song I thought it was the hip hop one, the uh, Kia's Wallet. Yeah, phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh was my great. God, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Wonderful. was very good. And it has uh, like a couple of million on YouTube, only that one. Yeah. And I don't know how on Netflix it worked, but uh, on YouTube it was very good. It's good Have to see a comedian. No, I keep hearing about it. I want to see it. It's good to see a comedian who's doing a show just to be funny, just to be silly, and like make people laugh. Because so much yeah. of the comedy that's getting like you know pushed and, and promoted, winning all the prizes at Edinburgh and stuff, is just like somebody talking about horrific trauma that happened to them and berating everybody for existing. You know what I mean? Seems a UK thing. Is that a thing? The the sob the sob story show over here? Uh, uh, no, not really. It's not more in the UK. Yeah. Uh, UK maybe like just I'm gonna say Louis the drama comedy thing uh-huh. right yeah that's uh, it hasn't happened here yet maybe there's like I don't know do you know do you go to theatre shows is it are there like any plays that are I hadn't had time in okay. the past two years but, okay <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know I think uh, the uh, it's starting the um, in the theater, starting a sort of a revolution against the politics right now, mm-hmm. because I know there are two shows, two theater shows, that are very good, and uh, uh, in the the play, the actors are kind of fighting against the the politics, the politics. But I haven't seen them, but mm-hmm. I heard they're they're pretty good. So in Edinburgh, like two years ago, for example, the guy that won best show. He had one laugh in, in an hour and at one point made everybody cry. <laughs> that was the best comedy show <laughs> in Edinburgh 20, 2016. Am I sure two laughs in it? Two and it didn't twice as good. That should have won. No, it's yeah. like twice as bad if you have. You, you sold out <laughs> twice. He only sold out once. But have you had the shows uh, with, uh, I don't know, thousands of people or. What was the max? Um, I actually was a was a dancer for. Do you know David Ike, the conspiracy theory lecturer? No. Um, so he's this he's sort of maybe the number one conspiracy theory lecturer, and uh, so I was a backing dancer for him at Wembley Arena. So there's eight thousand people, and then it was also being uh, you know streamed as well. But there's eight thousand people in the stadium, which was which was nuts. But that's not really comedy, is it? Although I mean, my dancing's not very probably funnier than my stand up. No. No, Counts. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. No, I like your stand-up because it's like uh, when I first saw you this uh, morning, <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, seeing Big Big from Trainspotting uh, <laughs> channeling his anger at being funny, not at uh, hitting some someone right, yeah. with a pint of beer. You know? <laughs> it was very nice. Also, your stand-up in another keynote. 
but not from train spotting. <laughs> not for no, from t- maybe spot a little bit. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of spot. <laughs> I did a I did a dance show once. There were, you were there were four pro comics and they get paired up with four pro dancers and then in the first you you workshopped throughout the whole day and then during the first during the first half of the show in the evening uh, the comic does their set does a 10 minute set and the dancer interprets that around them uh, to the audience so then after the interval the uh, the dancer does stand up and you as the comic dance <laughs> around them and uh, in the first half uh, during my 10 minutes where I as the professional stand-up comedian performed stand-up comedy oh, I shit. died <laughs> 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 and then in the second half when the dancer did stand-up that I'd written for her that day she crushed it <laughs> and then really uh, re-evaluated my career after that point but maybe the saddest part would be if you do stand-up you get two laughs and then she interprets uh, your stand-up by dancing and she gets more laughs. I that, know. That's sadder. <laughs> I like to think I carried her with my dancing. <laughs> but, uh, and then my comedy just had emotional heart. But you don't look uh, as... Uh, Be careful. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot Live? imagine you... No, I cannot imagine you dancing. Okay. Because uh, Leo has uh, the stature of the of a dancer. I'm obviously How many a professional dancer. Yeah, staying straight Plenty. like that, you know? Oh, oh, it's just because I'm slouching. Yeah. There we go. Oh, First now, rule yeah, I can now see it. I have the poise. Can you see the lines <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the collarbones? Now I see it, yeah. What's your What's your dance training? I just uh, titting about. Um, <laughs> somebody actually reviewed it and said I was like the I was like David Badil in the Four Lions video. Oh, wow. Which is a, uh, it's a bad dancing, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you have to audition? No, he just. Um, well, yeah, we we sort of turned up for training and stuff, but he didn't want professional dancers. Uh-huh. He just wanted like uh, sort of hippies and whoever wanted to to do it. Just naturals. Yeah, yeah. Just like people to interpret it however they wanted, just to break up. Because it's an an eleven hour conspiracy theory lecture covering all kinds of mental stuff, like the moon's hollow and what we perceive to be reality is a hologram beamed to us from Saturn's ring which doesn't make sense because then Saturn's ring would be a hologram itself so but um yeah and like just crazy stuff stuff like that Fl- uh, I don't know if, I don't know if they cover flat earth but like um all the top politicians are lizards all that kind of stuff ah okay yeah real like I you know hardcore hardcore like <laughs> yeah. conspiracy theory stuff I really enjoy listening to stuff like that I don't feel like you you have to believe it, but it's sort of real good alternative thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It rests your mind. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Because it's so fictional that yeah, you cannot well, uh, concentrate on it. Yeah. I but just, it's crazy. There's people paying. Like, I mean, there's 8,000 people in there and they're all paying like, you know, 50, 60 pound a ticket. And then 50, they're, they're buying merchandise. I mean, this guy's making more money than Motley that's Crue. That's the real so conspiracy. buying all this, like, you know, all the downloads. That's the real conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it's watch it. that than like Game of Thrones. It feels like <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones is an in- invented universe, but it doesn't have any rules. At least that, at least that uh, conspiracies need to be grounded somehow in our reality. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's 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 more impressive to to make up a, a good conspiracy than it is to mm. write Game of Thrones. Yeah, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I've seen like the first season, but yeah. Everybody seen Game of Thrones? Yeah. Seen a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're four people in Romania now. You've seen Game of Thrones? Yes, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So we're four <laughs> people in Romania right now that haven't quite seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because everybody you else, seen it I haven't seen it. 
just the excerpts on Pornhub. I'm very happy to be in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> but Black Mirror, have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, you know, them. it's another thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. kind of show. Yeah. And uh, Tom, uh, yes. I wanted to ask you something because I also saw a clip of oh. yours from uh, 2012. Oh, Christ. Yep. <laughs> you weren't uh, quite there. No. Uh, because uh, I've. When I've, are we recording this, though? No, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> It's the remote from Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, because uh, I think you haven't found your silly character or uh-huh. haven't accessed your silly site then. Yeah, yeah. no. And no, I'd gone. How, how, sort did, of. how did you do it? How, how was the um, road? So I started. So in 2012, it was very low key, sort of deadpan mm-hmm. type stuff, which I think is a defense mechanism. Because you're putting, it's sort of, even though you're building a barrier between you and the audience, that barrier is quite comforting. Because mm-hmm. then you're, then they're sort of like, oh, well, they don't, it's, if, if it doesn't go well, it's like, oh, they, it's not that they don't like me, it's that they, they don't like what I'm projecting or the, what, the, character the character that I'm creating. Yeah. And the ease, it feels, it feels safer to, to make that sort of low energy. And then I think, uh, so I was very, very new. And it's a shame that that video still exists, but uh, regrettably... Yeah, I've saved it. I uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for there's eternity. This, uh, there's this, it was part of a competition. There's this competition in England. Let's, and let's just pause the podcast and play the video. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, do that. I'm, I'm going to do that in the... I forgot to tell you in the yeah, podcast. Sounds... We're going to see you a bit about sounds the fat great. people. Right, because yeah. uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. And, and then uh, we can see one of my first ever gigs. Yes, and you're first sure. from uh, 2012. I don't think we even need to... I don't think I need to do the gig this evening i can sound like Just a put the projector up <laughs> and we're gonna but yeah we're gonna put a video of you also yeah. doing stand up in romania okay yeah tonight you're gonna do it in english or in romania i'm gonna do it in english tonight Yay! i'm gonna see you doing it in english why <laughs> because we gotta see it man to be uh, advertised as such and uh-huh. uh, now being silly and uh, having mm. this uh, silly character yes it makes you it now i, I can f- die in the completely different level <laughs> no but i've seen you uh, comparing the the clip in 2012 and yeah. uh, the one from 2017 i i think you are so much relaxed now you have yes. you have the uh the pofta cum zici la pofta craving yeah pofta. the craving to do comedy <laughs> yeah, i was wondering what i was going to be as well <laughs> yeah you have the pofta <laughs> lovely um Does that translate craving? to something else? Oh, crave. Oh, right. Okay, it's not just the same in both. Uh, What's you're very in English. Passionate. Like uh, homosexual. Oh, like oh pufta. Slang. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Pufta is like a like slang for for gay person. Like sort of seventies. Ah, you wouldn't okay. you wouldn't say it now. So pufta. It's retro. Yeah. It's retro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 1970s. Retro insults. So it's you know, bon appetit in Romania is uh, pufta bona. <laughs> pufta bona. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Eat that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot what the question was. The But question yes, was now. How about the road? <laughs> oh, what, the, oh, the road to there. Yeah. Um, I think you, uh, as you become, it's finding, it's finding your funny, isn't it? And it's and you find, um, you. I think it's easy when you're starting. You just try. And it's sometimes it's easy to go sort of lowest common denominator or just try and do anything to make them laugh. Yeah. And you're like, well, if I was in the audience watching this Kanye West style, would I find <laughs> would I find it funny? And uh, then I think you become more confident in 
um, you become more confident in doing the stuff and the material that you want to do, uh, then that, that comes with confidence. And I think that's where, uh, where I'm at now. And you get better at drawing people into your world as opposed to immediately going into theirs, mm-hmm. even though you have to acknowledge that you have a responsibility as a, an entertainer to try and make them laugh as opposed to just going, no, this is what I'm going to do. And either you get on board or you don't. But yeah, that's that's what you do now. I think you're you're just going up uh, on the stage, and, and this, this is, is my I universe. Yeah, and this is what wanna, I do, yeah, yeah. and then come in. Yeah. So and but it's about making. So it's so now that that's my voice. Then the next uh, stage, the next part of that journey is making that voice as accessible as to as many people as you want. Uh, which some people would argue not to do that. I mean, if you're touring then it doesn't really matter because you've got an, a theatre full of people that have come for you that know that they like what you're doing. But whilst I'm still really I'm a, a club a club act, so doing Friday, Saturday nights around the country where nobody's come specifically for me, I'm just on that lineup, And so it is my job to try and sell what I'm doing. And this applies to everybody. Uh, <clears throat> if, uh, you're uh, comedians in clubs and uh, people come for you or they come uh, just for the show? They come for the show. Yeah. So it's, it's called like the circuit. We're like mm-hmm. circuit comedians. So mm-hmm. yeah, they there's like gigs and people know the gig and trust the gig and then there's the booker that... Uh, so it'll be the same mm-hmm. tonight. Everyone's come for Radu, but I'm also there. Yeah. So oh, I nobody, to, nobody yeah. came to me. <laughs> Ten people, uh, yeah, we have four. <laughs> no, 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 just joking. Uh, no, actually, I have close it, friends it that I'm meeting after the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, I've checked your uh, Instagram pages, uh, I have didn't check the Facebook page, but uh, your YouTube channels, and uh, it's not uh, uh, quite as big as I thought it would be. You know. You have uh, 780 yeah. people or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't like like have an account. <laughs> I don't have an account, right? Because I haven't found you. No. Yeah. The trouble, the trouble with doing social media is I've been meaning to do it for ages because so many comedians are coming up and like getting big through social media, exactly. through hot water videos and stuff. I mean, Paul Smith like sold out the you know Echo Arena and like the Apollo and stuff just purely from this social media stuff from MC and Hot Water and the videos going up. Uh, Adam Rowe as well. Um, Mo Gilligan, you know, they've come from from uh, you know just the same the circuit, and then you know reach this you know social media gives you that gives you that huge reach. So, but the trouble is like doing it. It's really hard to. I find it really hard to work without a deadline. Like doing live work, it's easy because every gig is a deadline. Writing for people, it's easy because they give you the deadline and they need it, they need it by. But like doing stuff for myself, like I'll have an idea for a video and then I'll be like, oh, I can't be bothered. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but uh, have you ever thought about uh, some kind of mini specials that you put up on YouTube and maybe they can grow from there? Yeah, but I'm lazy. I've got, yeah. I've even edited stuff and it's just sat in my hard drive and I haven't put it up because I'm yeah. lazy. What? Why? <laughs> Why am I lazy? Yeah. Because I'm a comedian, if I could like, if I had any sort of uh, get up and go or ability to do a real job, I'd do a real job. Yeah, we ha- uh, we kind of have a different mentality here because uh, growing up from everybody uh, has a job, right? Yeah. In Romania, and uh, beside that job, you have to uh, teach yourself many other jobs so you can survive or uh, 
actually make some money at some point right yeah and we're not just comedians we uh, exactly what we talked about uh, before the podcast we gotta know some technical shit and um, uh, some uh, accounting shit and uh, stuff some directing that, directing shit. directing shit and filming shit and other shit yeah you know that doesn't it is not our job to do that our job is just to be funny yeah But uh, I think I've that's becoming more so in the UK as well. There's yeah. the sort of the, the the 90s comedians, as we'd sort of call them, that tell tell these wonderful tales of yeah. earning, you know, two and a half grand cash pounds cash, uh, you know, a, a weekend every week for the year, just doing their club 20 yeah. uh, on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's you know that's a really healthy healthy living, and it's becoming that you can't really you can't really do that yeah, it's more of a do it yourself anymore career yeah. wise yeah you do, or you do have everything. to you got to do multiple things yeah. you have to you have to write some but, other stuff or you have to act yeah. or you have to direct I so, but yeah I feel like in Romania we never had that so we never really had like a circuit the where people would era. come for, a, for for the gig Every, uh, most shows people just come for the act for the specific so okay. like 90% of the acts in Romania they're all touring comedians and then they have openers so I guess that's the same in the in the US yeah. where you've got the headliner and then below that the feature act and below that the host but it's the headliner that sells the tickets and yeah. has to do the interviews <laughs> yep. and has to do the media work exactly because the UK circuit seems quite unique yeah that you can sort of make a living off it you know even if it's not you know a a great living you can sort of make a living just going around like me and Tom were in Lincoln last night yes in fact I'm back up in Lincoln tomorrow I'm doing Lincoln then Humber tomorrow night so you've got to just constantly be on the road yeah for how long but it's a tiny country period Mm -hmm. of being on the road Every night, pre- every night, pretty much. I mean, like you'll have some nights off, like a lot of you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. You'll have have off, but then I go and do so. I go and do the uh, do the Edinburgh Fringe. That's a month. Um, make money there. Go and do Perth, Adelaide. I'm doing Tasmania as well. So that's like two and a half months. Go and do tours Southeast Asia, tours of Europe. So they can be like you know two weeks a month. But maybe you can have an employee that does your Facebook and Instagram stuff. Yeah. At some point, when you make lots of money, like... Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna. me and my mate Darius are going to really hit it. We've got a plan, we've got a strategy. We're going to really start doing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have a board that we write yeah. on. We're going we're gonna to do it when we're he gets back. We're going to meet up every day at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I have a it. question. If you stay uh, all the time on the road, is not very hard to have a girlfriend or uh, yeah. starting a family? <laughs> yeah. No, it's really hard. It's a lovely question. I just broke up with my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> broke up with my girlfriend when I was out in um, Southeast Asia because she just didn't. She didn't trust me. Um, yeah. But it's hard being away. I mean, we broke up before because you know went out to Australia and uh, she actually flew out to Adelaide and punched me in the face in my venue in front of everyone, all the promoters and stuff. It was really bad. Oh, a big shit. over overhand Superman punch. She's a strong girl. You know what I mean? Like. But you're back together But, again. The last time we drove, yeah. to, I think we did like uh, Leicester together. Yeah. And you just parked outside of her house. When was that? I think it was this summer. Were you together when you parked outside the house? Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because you live just, ar- just around the corner from her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought you're not talking about the same person. And uh, but yes, it's it's tricky. Yeah, because yeah. I know from us uh, when we stay away longer than I don't know four or five days, it's becoming odd and hard. Yeah. 
Well, it depends. Some relationships work better when you when you're away. Because it kind of creates that craving. Yeah, yeah, but not for months. Yeah, that lust. We just yeah. live in Romania or in Europe. Uh, we go like three or four days and then come back and then leave for... Um, uh, after four, two yeah. after two weeks, we leave again like yeah. three and, uh, or four days. In Romania, m- the max was, uh, I don't know, ten days or something like that. Yes, I have nine days max in Romania. And we got so tired and, uh, and the crazy. same material every night and you we had some puke in your mouth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that joke a thousand times. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. impressed by you. By people who do it that have kids, I think that's yeah. why the, the, yeah, the I think circuit it's very, very hard. Feel, or it, it can feel quite young because yeah. it's easier to do it when you have no dependents. But the guys that start on the, the, the girls that start in their sort of mid thirties and they got two kids, you're like, Christ, yeah. how are you managing to to juggle this? Yeah. If they uh, have uh, almost three years, you can. I think that period between uh, the the birth of the baby till he has three years you can go and do your business after that you gotta be there like a father yeah, you know? okay. and yeah. No, oh, they, like they the won't remember I, that, that one <laughs> yeah. it's not like the first three years are very easy and yeah. it's like uh, the yeah. baby yeah because, <laughs> yeah, because you have you sleep. have your lady right there and, and she's strong and your lady if you have her <laughs> first three years you don't have to go at home at all yeah. <laughs> and when you come but back, she punch you in your face. I and when they turn three, is hey, I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Peter before th- they have sort of cognitive processes and an understanding of language, you can ah, just take yeah. them to the gig. Yeah. Have you done? Have you done the gigs the for baby babies? Gig? No, I'm doing it in June. Oh, I've so done. The have you done baby gigs? Yeah, yeah. What's this? What? <laughs> the baby gigs. What's, what's, what's people baby? bring no. their babies, and so the babies just sit and scream and stuff. So you do them at lunch times. It's basically like a whole circuit at uh, afternoon gigs where just moms with babies come. Yeah. What? And then instead of going to the park, they just come to a oh, gig. Fuck, yeah. This is a wonderful idea. So all the, yeah, all the moms come at 12 p.m. with yeah. their under 18-month-year-old babies. The f- and then you do your normal club. You can swear, do adult material, do whatever you want. You have the a babies. big advantage there with your keyboard oh well, it was interesting because what <laughs> yeah. no genuinely I because I go out and it's a really interesting thing to do as a comic because you, you as you're heading towards a banker and you're going right this this will always get a big laugh and then it gets nothing and you you realise <laughs> that's because at that time you know five babies have puked yeah. over their mums or or some just something in the room has happened which meant nobody is paying attention and then and then a minute after that you do a little bit of fill you just do that little filler joke and it just get ev- but everyone is concentrating in that moment and it just rips it and you're like that did not deserve that but um, so I do, I do some good or like gen- like ordinary stand up mm-hmm. uh, and there are babies screaming but people are laughing it's it's going fine it's just a typical saturday night <laughs> and then um, and then as soon as i started playing the keyboard just silence yeah that's Pin the drop silence exactly. and the babies just all genuinely listened no, they didn't genuinely listen. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but the cognitive system, yeah, and which allowed the mums to listen, and then they laughed. So sure. um, need to do more music for the baby kicks. So Leo, well, they, you they don't just have need an to hire yeah. musicians <laughs> because uh, really? being angry in front of babies is yeah. not yeah. quite. Uh, the I, alter- think, uh, yeah. I think some of the toddlers keyed in with uh, you know screaming and stuff like that. They could identify, and you can <laughs> scream louder, and then yeah. you have the power. And also, they're they're too young to understand swearing, so you can swear. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, of course. Which is different. Do you swear in your shows? I don't swear in my shows, so I don't have to. Because I do. Yeah, it's comedy for kids a thing here as much. No, no, that's all. Yeah. So a lot of people in Edinburgh, what they do like a show for adults and then a show for kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they just they sort of like just really mature jokes, but they're funny, but they kind of have to be understandable for like twelve year olds. No, but I was talking oh, about yes. your actual. Uh, yeah, show. so yeah, so I don't, I don't swear in my act. Okay. Uh, just I think if you're then if you're, I don't know whether it's just a decision I've I've made or maybe some of the people that I like as acts work clean and I think it's interesting. Can you give me an example? Well, Seinfeld works clean. Okay, is is perhaps the the pinnacle of that? But I love. Uh, people like uh, Brian Regan. Brian Regan. I, I love Jim Gaffigan. He's probably oh, my favourite. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and I just think what he's tapped into with that is something that I don't replicate in any way. But I just think there's something phenomenal about being that universal. Um, and I think it may maybe maybe it doesn't, but I think it means that you can play a lot of different. I can play a lot of different rooms in the same way, and I can just I can just hit it. With mm-hmm. the same, in the same, I don't have to think about censoring myself because I'm, I'm, I've conditioned myself not to swear. So yeah. if I play that family gig and I, I'm ad libbing or something, I don't really have to, to Impose sort of yourself. halt, yeah, yeah, halt on that. Uh, but likewise, I like filthy comics as well. So that's it so doesn't affect like, my taste. It's okay. just that's how I perform. Have you ever thought about uh, going uh, on the righteous path in stand-up <laughs> and not swear? Yeah, when I was in Australia this year, I was doing uh, kids' shows. So, I mean, like, just doing them for a bit of extra money. That wasn't my main thing. But um, I found them quite difficult. I've got a character um, that I used to do called Pun Man. I wear, like, a spandex outfit and put, you know, weird <laughs> eyebrows on. And I do improvised puns based on what people shout out. So I did that, and the kids loved it because they could shout stuff out. So that, that was the thing they enjoyed yeah. they didn't like the puns but they just liked being able to <laughs> shout stuff out can we do uh, this stuff right now <laughs> yeah sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so I'm gonna shout something uh, 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 plastic glass plastic glass <laughs> plastic glass oh my god uh, you haven't done it for a while I haven't done it in like years uh, <laughs> plastic glass um, what like that's a that's an interesting perspective Of United Eyebrows. It's a bit of highbrow humor. (laughs) Highbrow humor, okay. Uh, Radu, uh, uh, would you like to do this? No. Thank you. Chairs? Chairs. (laughs) Chairs for that one. Um. (laughs) Chairs for that one. And uh, car. Car, uh, give me a break. <laughs> and Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I went to the Middle East recently to get a suntan, but I came out of my hotel. I was like, bah, rain. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Sunni, but the weather was Shiite. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. So what, what was your evolution from... Because when we first started working together, I think you did the character... Most of the gigs. Pun man, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I did that. I did. Uh, I did two Edinburgh shows as Pun Man, and it was like you know because it's got a niche, so it was popular and it made me money and stuff. 
But uh, maybe I should have persevered with it. It was just exhausting to do. Like, I mean, I got I got sort of all, all right at it, but it was really hard doing an hour of people shouting stuff out and and doing puns yeah. and then being funny. I mean, you saw just then how. Easy, you made it look. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, like dancing for him. Yes, <laughs> just comes naturally. I did love the character though. So the character is just actually dressed like a superhero. Yeah. And he came out with like the whole costume and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Here to save humanity from observational comedy and long-form <laughs> anecdote-based yeah. humor. I love that opening. I love the fact that that exists in Edinburgh. I just love the fact that there's a dude handing out flyers dressed as a superhero. <laughs> Uh, I have another question uh, to change the topic (laughs) because uh, I'm so interested in this. Uh, We have, um, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, I think a wrong impression on uh, how long do you stay with a material. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, when do you change your material In how long? You've got to mix it up a bit to stop yourself getting bored. Mm-hmm. of your material and also like material's got a shelf life even if it's not tied to a specific thing like cause sometimes you'll come up with a topical bit of material um, and everybody, everybody will have forgotten about the event like you know a week later so you've, you've got to let it go uh, but also just like when you're doing stuff like there's bits that like the first times I was doing them it was like a guaranteed like for the first like few months it was like guaranteed applause break and now it doesn't because it's there's yeah. just something's died in it like yeah, the way I'm delivering really it is by electricity. Yeah, the passion on uh, how you say it. Yeah, I think it's gone after a while. Yeah. if you're not, uh, um, how do you say it? In enthusiasm, what? Chip is Maybe now you won't believe Excited, in that uh-huh. joke. But you, you think you're delivering it in exactly the same way, but there's something <clears throat> imperceptible to you that's perceptible yeah. to an audience yeah. that goes, he hasn't sold that. Yeah, in the same way, and that's because I. Um, I've only sort of re- a year and a half ago was when I sort of started doing comedy full time. So before that, I still had I still had a job, day job, a dancing job. Still danced during the day and then uh, danced at night uh, with my language. But uh, <laughs> then um, and it's tricky, I think, to turn over stuff whilst you still you go to work and then you leave work and you get in the car and then you drive to a gig. And then you go to bed, and then you go to work, and then where's the where's the periods in yeah. to to write new stuff? Yeah. I find it, it's easier to turn over stuff when it's your job. Yeah, because you're job. you're sat. At, yeah, it is you have to because otherwise you're sat at home. You're going, Christ, I should be. I should be doing something. Yeah. And if you've got a day job, then you're not depending on the comedy for your income, so you don't have that spur exactly. that impetus to like you know really push yourself and, and write more stuff and, and get out there. But then also, okay. I think it can be some of your most interesting stuff because there's mm. a there's certainly again to go back to the club circuit in the UK. There's a moment where people are talking about really interesting things in that in that first twenty that that makes them bookable. Or establishes them, and then in their second twenty, they start talking about train travel and hotels. Cause, and, <laughs> oh, and you're day- gonna do it, yeah, and, day- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and daytime TV because that becomes the and then yeah. the thing. And then the third twenty, they talk about um, Dubai, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> where you go and do corporates or go and do the comedy stores Dubai gig or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a really interesting transition. Also on that, I find it fascinating when new acts talk about their day job and immediately lose the room because everyone's, the audience is sat there going, oh, but we thought you were a comedian and now yeah. you've just said that you 
or maybe they're just remembering like about their, uh, their day job yeah. then, and then that makes them sad, you know? Yeah, or, but it's one sentence to go, I used to work as an accountant, yeah. and then do your accountancy material, as opposed to, um, during the day I'm an accountant, and then you immediately lose the room's confidence. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Unless you have a funny twist on it, which oh. in the UK I, I do, but I'm not sure it will translate <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke. What's but, the joke? Well, the joke is, um, uh, it's, uh, it's lovely to be here. Uh, you know, things are going well for me. Um, I'm performing in uh, Bucharest tonight. I've just come from doing some work in Holland and Barrett. Uh, <laughs> with, with, and Holland and Barrett is yeah. a high street store. Oh, uh, so yeah. People, so you, yeah. Yeah, you set up the idea of, oh, I'm an international comedian. And then you yeah, go, oh, yeah. but I've got a really dull day job. Mm-hmm. It's, it sells vitamins and, um, you know, like um, hemp and yeah. uh, oh, okay. thyme pills. Yeah, I used to do a joke about how you know working in an office during the day, and uh, yeah, it's going. Oh, I love that. Joke. It's going. It's going pretty well. Like pretty soon, I'm going to be able to quit the stand-up comedy completely and <laughs> go full time in the office full administration. I, <laughs> I remember you did that at at the, a Laughing Horse like quarter final. I think it was the first time I'd seen you. Right. Yeah. And it was a dreadful gig. There was like a desk. <laughs> The, the the room the stage was lit with uh, just a, a desk lamp which was yeah. gaffer taped to the wall, uh, which uh, we've been through that. Yeah, thing. which also served as your light to say that you'd done your time. They just turned it off, <laughs> <laughs> and then they would turn it back on again, and they go, "Well, that was that wasn't that wasn't perceptible to the audience." <laughs> Theatre, <laughs> the third world, yeah. world, world. Um, okay. Uh, Radu? Yeah? Or, uh, day job? Or, I don't know what you're talking about. Not about the day job. I was wanted to ask you about your uh, career now. Okay. Uh, and being a comedian. Career now is in now it's a career. Now it's a career, <laughs> exactly. As a character act in the UK. Twelve <laughs> <laughs> years later. <laughs> uh, how's it going? It's a slav. Well, it's kind of going good these days. Kind of have like a full book and everything. I, I'm enjoying it. That's sort of the the difference. So I wasn't really enjoying it last year. It's been steadily growing. I don't do. I I, I like the new material that I'm working on. I'm doing Edinburgh. Both me and Tom are gonna do the first hour this year in Edinburgh. Have you got a room yet? Um, hoping that okay. it will come through. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the answer is no. <laughs> so it's sort of like we're planning on doing an hour, but we don't have a. Uh, a room, uh, a, a room where book. to sleep or where to uh, act? Uh, where to act? Yeah, but also, and sleep. Yeah. I, I, have, I have the sleeping. But also the the van, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the gig room. Uh, so yeah, kind of, it's kind of, I'm I'm enjoying it these days, and I think that's that's what matters. Any Romanian? Have you done some stand up lately? Uh, I still do. Like, I'm, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open shows for Bobo, Bobo in London. Vancouver, yeah. yeah, I'm doing that <coughs> in uh, this weekend. So I still do like I'm gonna say like two a month in Romanian. Is it going as well as um, in English? Yeah, because I'm because I'm not uh, doing it as often. I'm kind of excited to go ah, back okay. to the material. Uh-huh. So it's yeah, it's never. Uh, because uh, we have to uh, speak in English for the guys to understand all the ah, okay. the stuff. Uh, but yeah, And it's I, uh, polite to, to okay. talk. I shouldn't have mentioned that. So yeah, I mean, I'm uh, when you don't when I don't have to do it, then I like doing it. Then it's fine. I sometimes I go through the same. Uh, ugh, I feel like I'm I'm going to work at like yeah. at like six 
p.m. when I leave the house, I, I feel like I have a brick briefcase in my soul. <laughs> uh, and the driving, do you drive or do you always get the train and stuff? Uh, yeah, just train and car shares. But I, I don't really, I, I don't feel like I do that many like small town gigs. I, right. I do like, uh, a, I do like a, a weekend or a shit ton in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last last week I was up and down to Manchester and Liverpool like three times. Okay. And uh, so yeah, just the the amount of driving just does my nothing. But how many gigs do you have uh, in one night? So it's, it's rare that you double up. Oh, okay. Uh, so in London you can kind of double up. I think I've doubled up in Liverpool once. Yeah. Manchester uh, is probably the other one. Manchester. I have never doubled up in Manchester. That, that, that's more. That's possible. It's doable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh. Edinburgh, I don't. I'm doing. I'm doing the stand in December, but I don't know if I should book another gig on, on Thursday. I don't know if they would frown on that. What Are you do you doing? A, um, so it's like um, it's a paid spot at the stand, yeah. yeah Are they yeah. paying for your hotel? Uh, no. Then, uh, yeah, th- they shouldn't have a problem with it. But uh, they are. I think they they are giving me some sort of an allowance. An allowance. Oh, I'm right, staying at a friend's just because I have a good friend there. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're giving me an allowance for a uh, room. Right. Huh. Sick, career's going good. Uh, personal life, very shit. I need to, I need to work on my personal life. <laughs> Why? But I'm, I'm enjoy- That's a problem for all, a lot of time there. For a lot of people in... No, for a lot of time for you. It, it goes back uh, many years. Oh, yeah. In the personal <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, Since well, we've met, like, in 2005. Oh, no, I have an alternative personal life. It's not like, it's not uh, the it's, mainstream that's personal the character. life. That's the character. Exactly. In the personal life. But sometimes the alternative personal life is going well, but the, these days I can't. I, I don't seem to be very. Or I'm having it. I'm I'm having a lot of trouble keeping my uh, my room neat. I'm having a yeah. lot of trouble not being ashamed of the way my room my bedroom looks. <laughs> Who's That's, interested in that? It's I. I I feel like if I would have a cleaner room, then I would have higher self-esteem. Then my personal room, my personal life would go better. So that's your problem <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Your that's personal problem. Yeah, that's big it's, problem it's literally. With you. But I'm trying to do it. I'm like actively. Yeah, okay, come on, let's clean hard. this up. So you just need to get a girlfriend because I've noticed any time like, if a girl comes over, or whatever, like that's when I, that's the only time I clean my room, change the duvet cover and stuff. I let it like go for weeks and months like without cleaning it. Like if if there's nobody coming over, because why would I? Why would I bother? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you have a girlfriend, it's great. They like they come up so you tidy your place. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of I, stuff, yeah. I use I use dates like that. I only I only go on dates, so I shower. You yeah, can, <laughs> yeah. We yeah, can you make shower. A, you <laughs> go to bed at the right time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's good to have like a girlfriend that has a day job. That's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's the best thing. We can make a Tinder application uh, okay. only for girlfriends that clean or stuff. You know, <laughs> like go swipe right if uh, she kind of looks like a cleaner. I would. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I had a. Uh, <laughs> the joke in my head was very good. The initial, yeah. initial joke was very good and because it, I think you're Romanian. Be named cleaner. Huh? And it would be named cleaner. No, I think we're going in a in a shithole right now. Cleaner. <laughs> Could probably dig yourself out with a Polish, Polish Polish joke. Oh yeah, Maves. Yes. For your so your cleaner. Know. Do I've it. had a, I've only lived with one girl once and she was messy but I respected that about her. <laughs> I don't think I could live I don't think I could live like a, with a girl that likes a neat bedroom because then our personalities wouldn't match. 
the yeah. mu- the music died out on a really yes. tragic note yeah. just as you were talking <laughs> yes, about living with that girl it's that moment when we close the, the podcast <laughs> not right now but I wanted to ask you guys uh, if you heard some news about Romania lately and uh, can you share it with us um, random news it doesn't matter not really no, <laughs> okay. no. Tom oh, I just but the taxi driver told me about the hundred years oh okay so that's That will have been last week when you listen to this, or whenever. And he was happy about out. it. Um, he uh, struggled to convey how he felt about it, mm-hmm. uh, which I preferred him to be looking forwards. Uh, I sat in the back, which was a power play. Uh, um, but yes, no, he, he was. He seemed excited. Could be. Well, I, I couldn't work out whether it'd be more or less work for him. Yeah, maybe more work for him. More work. More money. Yeah. But but uh, more road closures. So more money. Diversions. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Mm. So But, cynical. Uh, yeah, and uh, a mm. longer, a longer uh, time being on the road with uh, the same client, because the meter goes. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You get more money. So yeah. it's like having a New Year's Eve again. Yeah. yeah. Was that a taxi or an Uber? Uber? It was a taxi, which right. was a mistake because he didn't give me any change. Yeah, you gotta. How you much gotta is take an exact? Uber? Uh, yeah, that Romania. was. Yeah, so How much did you pay? Uh, fifty. Oh, that's for that's not, from where to that's where? Only a bit airport more than to from Henry uh, Romana. Yeah, here to Amzi from the Autopin to so Amzi. Was, I think that's forty. It was so forty. Oh, it okay. was forty, and I gave him fifty, and then that was transaction done. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> Now uh, get out. He just tucked it into his his sunscreen visor, and I was like, right, well, that's gone. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Do you also keep your change in there? Or? No, okay, well, that was a generous tip. Whatever, 25%. <laughs> uh, have you ever been in Romania before? No, the I've first not. Time. No. Okay. I had a Romanian girlfriend. Ah. So, yeah. Just did not bother to visit the <laughs> homeland. Oh, she, lived, she lived in London. So, was yeah. your room clean? Did you uh, clean the yeah, room? No, well, yeah, like, I kept my room clean because she would come over. So, I'd, okay. and uh, yeah, and we both uh, showered. We both made an effort. It was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But she, was she more of a neat freak than, than your average girlfriend? She was more of a neat freak than me. But okay. <laughs> actually, she was a comedian for a while. I probably shouldn't mention her name. Oh. Okay. She's she's not um, doing comedy anymore, but she, she used to, she did loads and loads of mirth control And um, comedy cafe and stuff like that. I'm gonna see. Can I say the name? Is it Elena? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Elena. Oh, no, I don't yeah. know her, but <laughs> it sounded so familiar. Uh, she did stand up in Romania. No. No, she, I think she. I think she's been living in the UK for since she was like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't have an accent. Romanian accent. She moved there like, when yeah, she was nine or something. Women are smarter than. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky. No, it's good to have an accent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it helps with, with stand-up. You know, it helps your character come across. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Identifies you, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being uh, on our, uh, my, or our You're podcast. Or, or, yeah, and uh, and being uh, here at The Fool. And I hope you have a wonderful show, because you're going to have a wonderful show. And I hope to see you again. Uh, I don't know. Grow your Instagram account, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, hurt me inside to see how little followers you have. Uh, thank you again, Leo, Tom, uh, Radu bine venit acasă. Mulțumesc, thank you. Și Radu bine că m-ai ajutat. Cu plăcere. La revedere. Mulțumim. Bye bye.
Where's the best way of growing Instagram?